0: Cryptocurrency is often touted as a more private way of transacting and form of money than the fiat currency and banking system. And yes, it is a lot better than giving complete financial control to one system that's definitely in cahoots with the government. However, did you know that crypto isn't actually really that private? Also to start out with decentralized cryptocurrencies yes they are not necessarily tied to your identity and that's a huge selling point it's one of the reasons i like to use it at least but we have to remember that doesn't mean it's necessarily private or anonymous that means it is pseudonymous meaning pseudonym pseudonymous because anyone can create a wallet anyone can start using crypto it's necessarily not tied to your identity because otherwise they would have to regulate whoever can kind of open a crypto account and since it's a decentralized permissionless system that's not going to happen so who is behind each account or wallet or whatever address is not necessarily public info that doesn't however mean that all this activity all these addresses transactions etc etc It doesn't mean that that's necessarily private either in fact it can be quite the opposite this can depend a lot so like there's two main structures for cryptocurrencies uh, an account based model and a utxo or unspend transaction output model account based models like for example ethereum you just get one address and then everything goes in and out so if someone has that one address they literally see your whole history the utxo model is a little different in that you can get multiple addresses and there's coins at those specific addresses so if you receive into a new address every single time people can't necessarily see your entire balance it's just that when you start to send that move that somewhere else when you start combining funds from different addresses that's when it starts to become a lot easier to trace but generally speaking the utxo model at its base has a lot better privacy than the account model even though still not that great I did a video breaking down these differences in detail. Go check it out. So I mentioned this is not tied to your identity, right? So how do you get your privacy actually compromised? The most common way, of course, is by doing KYC or going through Know Your Customer Verification for, for example, an exchange. So if you give your government-approved identity and all your information to an institution, In order to receive your cryptocurrency you literally just told them hey i know that this stuff isn't necessarily me because it's pseudonymous but yeah that's me and so you just totally gave away your entire privacy on that of course after you move it off platform you start moving to your own wallets there's some chance that that linkage gets broken somewhere that they lose track of where the funds went and it pops up somewhere else and it's not really clear where that came from or when you go to make a purchase somewhere the person you're transacting with doesn't know your identity It's just that the people who you gave your identity can then trace it, and if they know that that went to the shop, they know. But yeah, it doesn't mean that once you use KYC, all of a sudden, every single movement of yours is automatically, everyone knows it's you. Not necessarily, but whoever knows that that was you in the beginning can basically, with a little work, trace your entire activity after that. KYC is just a single data point that links you to your transactions, for example. But there can be other single data points out there. Like say, you make a payment and you put in your email address and the email address is obviously your full legal name or something like that, someone working at the shop you buy from says, oh, there's that email address, here's the address, I can go look that up and now I kinda know who that is. Or if there's an expense or invoice or whatever that is definitely associated with you, if that gets paid then very likely the money That paid for it came from you and therefore you can trace that back just think of any kind of way where you have a single data point that then could link to an address of yours and then everything else with a little bit of snooping you can kind of find that out pretty scary a 2017 study found that web trackers can be used to de-anonymize crypto users online linking together their purchases on the blockchain and even discovering their entire stash a single identifying point, like an entered full name, shipping address, email, etc., is enough to compromise privacy. Of course, the worst is the self-docs, where you, yourself, give up information that tells people that this is you and your money. Of course, the most common one of these is posting a tipping address somewhere, where you say, here you go, this is me. You literally KYC yourself, whether you mean to or not. It can also be by doing something like saying, I just bought this with crypto here. And then someone else who works at the business you sent it to is like, oh, okay, there. Or you just say, I just donated five Bitcoin to the, this foundation. And then they go look at that nonprofit's address and just say, who sent five Bitcoin in this? Oh, okay, it's obviously, now we know who did it. It's pretty mind boggling just how much information about yourself is freely available, not because of snooping, but because of you and your mistakes. Just posting your address publicly can ruin your privacy, but you don't even need to do that. TikTok creator Not Khan Jr. does a great job of showing how easy it is to find private information about us from what we voluntarily share. Now, if you get a little bit deeper, you can also have IP address snooping. So this isn't just any random person. This would be someone actually like your internet service provider, for example, actually spying on you and making notes of things like that. So it's a little bit of a higher level, but it's still very dangerous where your IP address can be correlated to cryptocurrency transactions. So if you run your own node and you send something, it's like, oh, this transaction was broadcast by this node in this address right here. That's pretty obvious. Or if you're using a light client, so someone else is running a node, then they would have that kind of information, even though they don't necessarily know who you are, they can kind of find the IP address. And so it's still like a really great and frightening way to find out extra information about you and your crypto transactions. And finally, of course, device compromise. Your phone in particular, but also your computer is leaking all kinds of data. And especially if you don't have your devices secured in any kind of a way, then there's a lot of data getting out there to certain third parties. Or of course, someone could install malware or something very specific to your device if you're being like actively targeted, for example. And then even if you keep everything really nice and tight, there can still be information that gets out about you. Naomi Brockwell does a great job of educating people about the risks they face to their personal privacy. Definitely check out her channel. Okay, I get I told you about all the different ways that you could kind of lose your privacy while using crypto but what does it really matter do you really care if all this information gets out about you is it even bad yes yes it's very bad obviously depending on who you are and what you do and who knows what there's degrees of that but i mean obviously at the higher level if you're a political dissident or something like that you don't want the government knowing all of your financial transactions and things like that that can be used to harm you, to confiscate your money, to do all kinds of things in that kind of a situation. Of course, most people aren't political dissidents, but some people don't really know that they could end up on the wrong side of an oppressed group in a regime change, and that can then be an issue that you didn't foresee. The famous Canadian trucker protests showed how privacy is really valuable to censorship resistance because Bitcoin donations in their support were able to be traced, the recipient was able to be identified, and the funds were confiscated. Most of this though is corporations that obviously don't have your best interests at heart, that are collecting data about you so they can use you to better make money. Sometimes this just means being targeted better for advertisements or things like that, but it could be doing things like charging you more money if they know that you have more money. Or more commonly, it means collecting data and selling it to people like the government. But don't forget that even petty thieves and scammers can use this to really exploit you. If someone works at a business you do business with or someone is a kind of a hacker and gets in there and can just link you to your funds and your rough location and identity, people can know that number one, you have crypto, so they know the kinds of money you have specifically the kind of money that's more difficult to recover if it's actually like stolen because it's you know, not reversible, right? But they might know how much you have and know to do like a ransom. For example, if you buy a car with crypto, and even though it's not an expensive car, it's traced back to show that you do have significant means. Maybe someone can track that, find out where your family is, hold them hostage for a certain ransom, and they know you can pay it because they know how much money you have. Things can get really ugly privacy isn't just about human rights it's about safety as well okay i didn't mean to scare you that much with all this but thankfully there is hope there are all kinds of different ways and techniques and tools you can use that can help your crypto actually be used more privately now of course at some point in the future i'm going to do a big old how-to video that breaks down specific tools in specific ways to buy things with it how to live on crypto privately all that kind of stuff but in the meantime let's just hit some basic bullet points right the first thing of course is just to avoid using kyc services or self-doxing as much as you can just sort of stay away from those that's always perfect don't be a dummy about what you say and use as many services as possible if not exclusively that don't actually require pairing it with your identity the next level up to secure against if someone can actually tie you with a single data point and stuff is using some basic privacy techniques. For stuff like Bitcoin, like Dash, like Bitcoin Cash, like Decred, all those kinds of coins, there's a technique called CoinJoin, which basically takes all your money and all someone else's money and all third person's money, mixes them all in a big old pot, and then you each get the same amount you started with, but they're completely different ones. And so when you send, all they just see is this big jumble and then it, that's where the money came out of it breaks the link between you and the person this is a great technique especially when you're thinking about the lower level types of things where you know the store clerk just sees oh i don't know where this money came from it gets too complicated tracing it back and so your basic privacy and safety are kind of taken care of the same works for things like mimblewimble which is used mostly on litecoin these days i guess and tornado cash on Ethereum and things like that. Just the mixer in general. There's a lot of nuance between those. So forgive me for glossing over and making it sound like I don't understand them when I do. I just want to give an overview. The next level up would be something like ring signatures with confidential transactions i.e like the monero package where you hide amounts and you can't snoop into addresses where you can't see how much money an address has in it obviously this offers a significantly higher level of privacy in monero's case in particular it uses an always on kind of privacy model where everyone is sort of participating in this big ring of signatures there's a whole lot of hiding that proverbial needle in the haystack especially if you don't have things like amounts and can't actually look into how much each address has now finally at the top of the pyramid you have zero knowledge proofs or basically the technology that zcash uses to obfuscate its transactions of course you have things like pivx as well and then you have things like railgun which runs on ethereum and other similar chains but does the same basic thing and basically zero knowledge means zero knowledge everything is hidden amounts addresses balances also, where it got sent to instead of a decoy model where it's one of many, it just is hidden. Who knows who it got sent to, just to someone. Using any of these, but of course, you know, in descending order of how powerful these are, using any of these will definitely help preserve your privacy against snooping. A video I helped produce for Zec Hub compares the different privacy models, as well as the vulnerabilities in each of them. So just use those techniques I showed and you're fine, right? 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 No, unfortunately not. That's actually not enough to give you perfect anonymity and privacy. Let me scare you for a little bit and give a couple of examples of how even these things can be broken today and how your privacy can still be at risk even if you're using the latest and greatest of privacy technology. So to begin with, CoinJoin. Everything is still public on the network. And so when you're mixing your funds together and sending them somewhere else, everyone can see all that. It's just hard to trace where it came from and where it's going, etc. It doesn't mean you can't, however. So if people know you receive 10 Bitcoin, that's a lot of money, and then there's this big mix of coins, and then 10 Bitcoin shows up somewhere else in a reasonable time frame, it's pretty obvious to see who did that, right? Based on a whole bunch of things like timing, and amounts and also other data points like where it got sent to, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you can start to determine who exactly sent what transaction. And MimbleWimble has a very different architecture to all this, but there has been known to be an exploit where sniffer nodes or some certain nodes that help coordinate this entire process start listening in on transactions and can start to piece together who is sending to what and who owns what at a certain point. All right, those are just the terrible coins. Just use Monero, you'll be fine. You'll be fine? No, even then there's some stuff that can get in the way of your privacy. For example, at certain points in the past, the decoy selection algorithm in Monero has had some issues where there can be some predictability, whether it's if you resend some coins too quickly, then it's easy to tell which of those decoys is the real one. You have to wait between sending some transactions if one of these has been used for an nft or if there was a fork and someone claimed those same coins on another chain there's linkage that then starts to rule out decoys and make it easier to predict which is the real one at the end of the day of course this is a lot more high level at this point than simply looking at chain analysis and saying oh i I see these coins move from here to here that was probably the same person it's more advanced than that of course but it still is possible because the decoy model still leaves some stuff out there. Okay, okay, it must be a Zcash shill. That's all it is, right? Use Zcash and you're gonna be just fine. That's the top of the heap. Nothing will penetrate that. Wrong again. Yes, Zcash does have some of the best privacy technology out there. However, that doesn't make you impervious to snooping. First of all, there's a transparent address format with Zcash, so if you're using that, you don't really have privacy. But even if you go in and out of the shielded pool, same thing like the Coinjoin example, if you have a 50 Zcash, and then it goes in the shielded pool, poof, goes away. And under a certain period of time, then it shows out another 50 or even 25 and 25 in two different spots. In a certain time period, people are gonna be like, eh, I think that's the same person, right? Even with purely shielded transactions, while it's much, much harder, you can still piece together some things. Like, for example, with IP address snooping and other off-chain data where some guy buys a coffee at the same time and then someone's looking, oh, that guy, like at 3 p.m., that guy buys his last coffee of the day. And then at 3 p.m., there's some transaction on the network that can be traced to an IP address close to the coffee shop. And you say, okay, that must be him. And at some point, you saw a certain amount go and shielded, And you're like, okay, well, this is how much a coffee costs. This is how much This is that? This person is still there, and he's still buying coffee, and he has this much left. You can start to even figure out, even if it's totally dark, from just other data that's out there. Of course, this is a huge stretch, and usually you'd have to have sort of like state-level surveillance to start piecing through someone who's purely using shielded transactions, but it's still not perfect. It's still, you can still figure some things out. Okay, so in all this thing, it seems like I'm just trying to scare you away from using privacy tech. No, not at all. I'm just trying to make the point and educate you that crypto doesn't by default just have privacy. And even when you're using some strong pro-privacy techniques, there's still a lot of extra data that can be leaked out there. My message is, of course, yes, if you are super careful And of course, the higher the level of technology, you go all the way to shielded transactions with zero knowledge proofs, that makes it easier. But if you're super, super careful and very knowledgeable about everything and how to cover your tracks, how to use private devices, everything like that, you can remain relatively close to completely anonymous and untraceable while using this stuff. But that's kind of for professionals and professional grade threat models. What I'm trying to get you to do, however, is increase your privacy levels of any kind. Use whatever tools are around you. Don't do dumb things. Leave less data out there to be analyzed because the more data is out there, the easier it is to paint a very specific picture of financial activity of certain people. But if everyone starts to practice a little bit better privacy, then all of a sudden you have fewer data points to deal with. And then all of a sudden it becomes easier to sort of hide in the herd. And the more people kind of do this, the less it's like, oh, this one person is using this encrypted messaging app or this encrypted, this one person is running their note over Tor or whatever, where now, even though it's better privacy now, it's still easier to pick that person out from the crowd because so few are doing that. If everyone's kind of doing that, then it's a lot easier. The more we individually practice privacy, the stronger the privacy of the entire space gets. And let's be honest, as long as you're a regular law-abiding citizen and practice some very basic privacy things, you probably have very few threat models coming at you. In the vast majority of cases, even if I can just get you to not use KYC services or docs yourself when using crypto, and you use a UTXO coin with a new address every time, you're probably off most people's radar. And the vast majority of the world can do this and remain relatively out of the sight of people trying to snoop on them. I mean, add in some basic things like CoinJoin, for example, and most people are good. That does not mean you can expect perfect privacy or complete anonymity, and that does not mean it's not a good idea to start to learn better and better ways to protect your privacy. But even though I hopefully scared you a little bit with all this, I also want you to know that you're probably gonna be all right you can continue to legally lawfully use crypto and keep petty scammers and people like that off your back with relatively little effort. So yes, don't use this as an excuse to just not use crypto. Keep using crypto. Just be careful about it and have realistic expectations of what the privacy level that you achieve is. Also, let's keep pushing the privacy of this space forward because our lives may not depend on it today, but they very well may in the near future. See you guys later.